Hello and welcome to Forex Focus, the UBP FX podcast. My name is Peter Kinsella and I'm the Global Head of FX Strategy for UBP. Today I'm going to be looking at the outlook for precious metals. It's fair to say that there is a varied outlook and that investors need to think carefully before allocating significant quantities of capital to the sector. Let's start with gold. Regular readers of our research will know that we've maintained a constructive stance on the yellow metal since June of 2019. At the time, we noticed that a large number of both developed and emerging market central banks were coincidentally cutting interest rates. At the time, central banks were worried about low inflation, and in the rush to cut rates, only one currency was likely to keep its purchasing power, which was gold. Gold prices then rose and broke the multi-year trading range to the upside, and ended 2019 at levels of around $1,500 per ounce. When the COVID pandemic struck in February and March of 2020, central banks around the world cut rates and restarted their quantitative easing programs. Gold prices rose aggressively in response to this incredibly loose monetary policy setting. To give some context, it's worth considering that one in every $5 ever printed by the Federal Reserve was printed in the last year. This is a phenomenal rate of money growth. Our analysis showed that gold prices have broadly matched the rise in US M2 over the last 30 years, albeit with a small lag. Assuming that the Fed continues to expand its money supply through its QE program, we think that gold could rise to levels of around $2,200 per ounce by the end of 2021. There are some modest risks to this outlook. The improvement in the global economic outlook following the COVID-19 vaccine rollout implies that risky assets should outperform. And given that so much has already been priced in for gold, we can expect some position adjustments from long gold positions towards equities. This has already happened to some extent, but there is scope for more. Additionally, the modest rise in long-end US bond yields is a risk for gold, because higher US uh, real interest rates um, depress gold's attractiveness. This is likely to be a temporary phenomenon. We do not think that the US yield curve will steepen materially from current levels. And as inflation base effects start to kick in around April and May of this year, US real yields will illustrate a 30 negative profile. Finally, as the dollar continues to weaken from current levels, gold is likely to rise because it is priced in dollars. The bottom line is that we think gold can rise modestly in 2021 albeit at a less aggressive pace than we've seen in the last two years. The outlook for silver is somewhat more nuanced. Last year, silver prices rose aggressively, albeit with a lag following the large gold upmove. The gold-silver ratio then declined aggressively towards more normal levels. So it's therefore fair to say that silver is no longer deeply undervalued. Investors piled into silver during the summer, which resulted in a large inventory drawdown, especially on many of the major, uh, major exchanges. This was also the result of supply disruptions because of pandemic-associated shutdowns. Coming into 2021, we maintain a broadly constructive view on silver due to the improvement in the global economy, and in particular due to the rebound in the auto sector. The prospect of large-scale infrastructure spending in the US was also set to benefit silver significantly, because silver is used as an important component in the construction of solar panels. Silver will also benefit from a normalization in consumer demand. India's recent decision to relax import restrictions on both gold and silver is an important point in this regard. And as economies reopen, we expect that consumer demand will have a positive effect on prices. We do not believe that the attention of Reddit day traders will have a significant effect on silver prices over the longer term. 
We believe that these day traders are mistaken in their belief that there is a large short position in the market. To give some, um, some evidence, banks normally act as counterparts for silver producers who take short positions to hedge both output and cash flows. In reality, there is not a large naked short silver position. As a result, the potential for a short squeeze is far smaller than for single name stocks. We also note that silver's market cap is close to $30 billion and daily liquidity is also abundant. This means that once these day traders realize that they cannot push prices materially higher, prices are likely to fall back to levels of around $26 per ounce. Over the longer term, we think that silver prices will rise probably to levels of around $32 per ounce. The outlook for platinum is less constructive in our view. Platinum last year lagged the wider rally in both silver and gold, and many investors have started to take long platinum positions on the basis of a catch-up trade. However, we are skeptical about this. Platinum remains oversupplied, and there are still significant um, industry inventories, meaning that we would have to see an incredibly aggressive economic rebound to see a material increase in platinum prices. Consequently, we think that platinum prices will trade in a sideways range over the remainder of the year. The reverse is true of palladium, where there is still a chronic undersupply. As inventories are by no means excessive, we think that palladium prices should squeeze higher over the course of the year, and they should end the year at levels of around $2,500 per ounce. For the main industrial metals, much will depend on the announcement and rollout of infrastructure spending plans, both in the US and the Eurozone. In the US, President Biden is set to announce his infrastructure spending plan in February. The US has chronic infrastructural deficits, as is very well known, and if his plan addresses these issues, then prices will be well supported. We note that prices of both iron ore and copper have rallied significantly in the last months, so it's fair to say that a lot has already been priced in, and there is therefore scope for disappointment if Biden's plans are not broadly backed by Republicans. In the Eurozone, the markets are awaiting the rollout of the EU's recovery fund. This was announced in June last year, but will be the second quarter of this year at the earliest before we see the infrastructure spending actually manifest itself. Again, the issue here is that this should support prices of iron ore and copper rather than leading to another leg higher. Overall, we maintain a constructive stance on commodity markets and on, uh, on both precious metals and industrial metals. While there are modest short-term downside risks, we think that both gold and silver should trade higher over the remainder of the year. Likewise, palladium should end the year at slightly higher levels, while platinum is likely to disappoint. Both iron ore and copper have priced in a lot, and they could trade lower if infrastructure plans disappoint, but generally low inventories and constrained capex in this sector in recent years should put a floor on their prices. Thanks for listening.